Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. God bless you guys. God bless the world, buddy. Let's go racing. This is the Loud Pedal Podcast. A very diverse cast of automobile racing characters. With your host, NBC Sports television analyst and part-time midget racer, it's D. Welch and Mr. Dylan Welch. Yeah, you damn right I got that out there. Oh, that stupid-ass flagman. They got a dumb-ass flagman they can't see. And an expert in only one category, food. Yeah, look how big those things are. Little meat on the bone there. And cooked perfect. Well, sometimes racing, but mostly food. When you're talking a, a meal, like, oh, I'm about to die, I will ask for 15 to 20 chickens. It's episode 37 of the Loud Pedal Podcast. We come to you on Flow Racing and FlowRacing.com and the Flow Racing app. Dylan Welch, Tyler Burnett, D. Welch, big week for the Indiana boys with Zeb Wise capturing 26 grand at Kokomo and a championship for our guest today, Sunshine Tyler Courtney, his first three all-star victories. That's four wins, huge wins, winning with USAC at Eldora and then now three with the all-star. Sunshine is on a roll. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, it's it's it seems like we've talked about him more than uh, more than maybe any other guy, you know, the last um, you know, the last six, eight months, just because he seems like everything he gets in, he's been winning, um, you know, and winning with, you know, with the wing on top, winning without the wing, winning at big tracks, winning at small tracks. So, um, they've, uh, they've got it going on right now. And, and, you know, obviously at the start of this year, you know, with him making the jump to the all-stars, we talked a lot about, um, you know, kind of expectations for him just because of, of how promising he looked in a couple starts last year. Uh, and I think he's, he's certainly delivered on those expectations already this year printing money right now as they don't know how to finish out of the top five uh, wins at circle city. Two of them, uh, the debut of circle city D Welch. I saw a lot of topics um, ranging from the opening on the backstretch. I personally watched both those features and thought they were phenomenal. Um, I, that's the type of 410 wing racing that I like to see. I don't want to see them on big racetracks where they can't pass like at Williams Grove. I want to see them at the Lima lands, the Wayne's fields, uh, that's what I grew up watching, the Atticus, the Fremonts, where you can actually pass cars. You can see guys go 24th to 2nd or, you know, Cole Macedo 19th to 3rd at Kokomo. Like, that's the type of racing that needs to be more prominent, in my opinion, with wing sprint car racing. 
Well, and, and even going back to Circle City, you know, and obviously it was the first two nights, so they're, you know, they're going to get better with the track prep and everything. But how often do we get to see a wing race, you know, that has a big curb, um, you know, where guys are, you know, bouncing off of it and throwing the nose or going above it and cutting across the center? I mean, it was a, it was a, it was very much a non-wing track. You know, it was rough and and you know, you know, choppy and and very technical. It wasn't like it was just glass slick uh, you know, to a, to a cushion or anything. I mean, it was, it was tough. So, uh, to your point, yeah, I, I enjoyed that part of it. You know, I think it was a, it was a different type of track than what we maybe normally see with, with ring wing sprint cars. And then, um, you know, obviously go to, you, you know, gas city and Kokomo, um, you know, two racetracks that always put on great shows with the non-wing cars and, and, uh, delivered, you know, delivered as expected with the wing cars. So, um, you know, there's a lot of obviously really good racetracks around, you know, around Indiana, um, you know, that, that, uh, you have been missing wing racing. So I'm glad that some of these series are, are kind of figuring out that they don't have to just stay in Ohio or Pennsylvania when they come, you know, to the Midwest or, you know, Illinois, they can, they can swing through Indiana too. There's some good racetracks. I want to say it's been multiple decades since wing cars have raced that close to Indianapolis. Um, you know, Terre Haute, the world of outlaws are going there this year, uh, actually this week. Um, but you know, there's been some big winged Kokomo sprint car races, you know, the outlaws, um, haven't paid 26 grand at Kokomo, but, um, like, you know, there's some big wing races right now. And you know what? There's also some great winged sprint car drivers that are based in Indianapolis and Indiana and in the Midwest and Ohio. Um, and, and four of them won over the week, you know, I guess sunshine, you know, wins at I-96 in Michigan and then comes to Circle City and wins both of those. And Zeb Wise wins at Kokomo and Cap Henry wins at Gas City. I mean, all those boys born and raised Midwest, knowing that non-wing racing is king. But right now, uh, you know, wing sprint car racing and, and probably most of their lifetime has been king. Well, and I think there's, you know, I think there's a market for it right now. You know, I think wing sprint car racing in general uh, is very much at the forefront of the national media exposure. You know, I think that, um, you know, you look at, um, you know, you look at a lot of the tweets and, and things that that are about sprint car racing. It's about the world of outlaws and it's about the all stars, you know, and not to say that USAC's taking a back seat, but um, but but wing racing certainly is popular right now. And uh, you're getting a lot of, you know, household names that are jumping from the non wing side to, you know, running a wing car and having success. So, um, you know, I think that. That plus, you know, the fact that that Indiana fans, you know, I think will go see anything. I don't really know that it matters if it's wing or non-wing. I think they just want to see a race. Um, so I think, uh, you know, you're kind of striking while the iron's hot. And, you know, the All-Stars pick some, pick some really good racetracks, you know, this weekend to go to that, that they knew were going to put on a good show. And, and uh, every one of them delivered, which is a, a good way to get yourself brought back. Yeah, a couple of things I noticed over the weekend. Geo Selzy in the 18 car. Uh, I guess no longer running with the Outlaws. He was at both Kokomo shows. Um, Parker Price Miller looks like he's off the Outlaw Tour as well. So maybe these guys will went, run a lot more all-star races this year or just chase the big money races like Larson did. I think um, the first thing that popped into my head was that Larson probably has brought more national attention to wing sprint car racing just in the last two years. Uh, you know, winning 60 of them last year, whatever he did. Uh, he you know, he hasn't run a non-wing car since he had that big crash. What was that, Eldora? I mean, that's it's been a long yeah. time since he's been in a non-wing sprint car, but I've never seen it. I don't know if I've ever seen anyone more talented in a non-wing sprint car than Larson. That's the sad part. 
Yeah, well, and that's that's what I mean is that you know you've you've got guys uh, you know like Matt Weaver who you know obviously Flo just hired and and uh, Gluck and and all those guys that um, you know that are are becoming fans and you know and journalists of the sport that primarily discuss the wing rate the wing races and it's you know I think it's because it's you know it's bigger money and and bigger names um, you know but that certainly you know, Kyle's success, um, you know, and the fact that he had so many eyes on him last year, I think has just like, you know, like we said, just driven up the, the, the desire and the hunger for, uh, you know, for more wing races. So, um, you know, I think, I think, and it's a good thing, you know, it's, it's not a, it's not a bad thing. I mean, I think that, you know, it's, it's great racing and, and you've got, um, between the outlaws and, and the all-stars and, and USAC, you know, and all the other things that are on flow, all the other series, you know, you about got a race, you know, a race a night. Um, so, uh, it's, it's like we, I feel like we've said this a lot the last couple of years, but I mean, it's a good time to be a sprint car fan right now. You know, there's, there's good series, you know, that have talented drivers and several talented drivers and, you know, good races, high paying races. So, um, it's a lot of fun right now. And USAC will take a forefront, at least in heavy lunches uh, world this week, as I'm going to both Terre Haute races and also IRP. I'm really excited to not only see the Tony Holman Classic, which is one of the highest paying non-wing sprint car races. Well, was for a long time the highest paying sprint car, you know, non-wing sprint car race. Uh, with the Sumar Classic coming back at Terre Haute, which is a replacement for the Hoosier 100. They're racing this week, so that's Wednesday, Thursday. Then IRP, the Carb Night Classic, going to be a phenomenal field. Last week we announced on the podcast the entry list, which features a Josh Wise, who has a beautiful midget from Alex Bowman Racing, and um, you know a bunch of other drivers, the Swansons, the Hamiltons. I mean, it's going to be. I mean, you're you're jealous of me, right? Like you 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 want to be at IRP oh, yeah. at least. I want to be driving in it, yeah. But I'm I'm jealous you get to go. I mean, and that's the thing. You know, that's the thing too. Is I you know I think you've got people in charge of, you know, series and tracks and, you know, facilities now that care, um, you know, like Casey Kohler at Raceway Park, you know, who would have thought, you know, five years ago that we'd have 30 pavement midgets at IRP. I mean, you, you know, we'd have been ecstatic. We are ecstatic. I mean, you know, I think it's, it's unbelievable that they were completely dead and now they've been brought back and they're going to send guys home this week. You know, they're, they're going to be guys that not, that don't make the race. So, um, and, you know, it's, and I hope it's, it's here to stay. I think it is, but you know, pavement midgets are cool again. You know, you've got, you've got a really good group of guys that, you know, that didn't get the chance to run them when they were around that, you know, are now running them like Justin Grant, um, you know, who's, who's going to run one, you know, team has obviously kind of started on pavement, but hasn't run a pavement midget in a long time. I don't think so. Um, you know, and then, you know, guys like Josh Wise, I mean, it's again, a super deep field same with the silver crown series you know 30 or so pavement silver crown cars is a great number um they haven't had that in a long time so they're you know the momentum and and good vibes are rolling you know across the board for short track open wheel racing right now um and it's uh it's exciting it's exciting as a fan i mean you've, you've got you've got everything that you could hope for uh really this week you know you've got literally every single type of race car uh racing this week you know, around Indiana. So, um, that's, uh, that's the dream. I couldn't agree with anything you said, uh, more, um, you know, with, with the IRP stuff, uh, payment racing's back. And, and I like that you smiled saying that, you know, somebody's going to be sent home. I mean, I know it feels good to have that big of a car count, but like, 
I know. I mean, I know. I mean, if you don't get to make the race, sorry, but I mean, it's cool to see that there's actually cars that we're sending home now, and we're gonna have semis. No, I mean, that's and, you know, that's the mains. Yeah, stuff. that's the point. Is that you know, it's the fact that the field is that strong, and there's that many people that are doing it that you are going to have guys that don't make the race. I mean, that and that's that's what you need. You know, I mean, you need that that sort of competition. You know, to make guys show up and and have their act together. So. I think it's great. Mm -hmm. I think it's, uh, you know, it's going to separate, you know, separate the field a little bit, obviously, which is always good, but it just, it, it looks good on paper, you know, first of all, that you've got a full field and then some. For sure. Before we continue and get to Tyler Courtney and um, talk to Sunshine about his huge week with the Flow Racing All-Stars, let's first mention our presenting sponsor of the Loud Pedal Podcast. It's Quick Pits and QuickPits.com. It's your one-stop shop for over 300 and 50,000 national parts and accessories from the brands you demand. Truck, Jeep, I'm getting ready to get me a Jeep, so I'm excited about that. Uh, Jeep, Auto, A and ATV with fast, free shipping to your door. Use promo code FLOWSPORTS at checkout for additional savings. That's quick, that's quick pits. Wow. Sweaty pits. Quickpits.com is uh, your one-stop shop for uh, that stuff, uh, the cars and accessories. Dylan, uh, what are you uh, still rocking the Ford F one fifty? Oh yeah, you haven't uh, come off what of that kind of yet. Jeep I, are you you got some new tires on that thing, right? No, I don't have new tires on it. What, you got new rims or something? Did I? On your uh, truck? Oh yeah, I do have new wheels on it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, um. Did you see that we got the camper done? I uh, That's why I didn't go to Circle City. I'm actually kind of upset I didn't see Zeb win at Kokomo. And, you know, I've said this all the time. I'm, I'm, I'm all for the big money races, so I'm surprised I didn't go to that one. I almost forgot. I actually kind of forgot it was 26K and it was that big. Um, but I wanted to go to Circle City as well and hang out with our friends at Sun Dollar Restoration. Um, but I fixed the camper and she's ready to go. But I want to get Am a pink wrangler to pull that thing what do you think like a, like a wrangler jeep to pull that little camper wouldn't that look cool you're gonna get you're gonna get a pink one yeah maybe white maybe white with the the pink jeep lettering maybe that'll be better because right now i'm gonna there pull this go. thing to the racetrack and people are gonna like know where i'm at because it looks you know so obvious well <laughs> if you pull up in a pink jeep it's gonna be pretty obvious too <laughs> I know. All right, let's get to our hat shakes of the week brought to you by Sun Dollar Restoration. Jason and Kim based in Carmel, Indiana, um, support racers. And this week, their racers won, actually. Uh, Cannon Posey won in the micro sprints. And also Zeb Wise won $26,000 in their backyard in Kokomo, Indiana. Um, huge win for Zeb Wise, his first flow racing victory. Dylan, I had no idea that Zeb had raced 50 all-star races already and hadn't won one. Yeah, that is a lot. I didn't realize that either. I'm not trying to like make fun of him or anything because obviously that win, you know, so, you know, some people won't get that win in their lifetime. Uh, you know, like twenty six thousand dollar win at Kokomo, that's a once in a lifetime. You know, kind of like his BC thirty nine win, once in a lifetime win, right? Uh, and he said he has he's had two, in my opinion, once in a lifetime wins already in his career. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, and he's he's just getting started. You know, he's eighteen years old. Um, you know, and has already, already, you know, won big races, you know, on the midget side of things. And, and now he's got, you know, a full career ahead of him, hopefully, you know, in a sprint car to, you know, wing sprint car to, to get stuff done. So 
Um, future is bright with him. There's no doubt about that. Jason says that his hat shake is going to um, the Rudines and also Zebby, but the Rudines for putting up $26,000. They were flinging money like to like the, um, you know, the hard luck guy who didn't make the A main, you know, the one spot out, like, you know, they were throwing money all over the place for this thing. And I, and I was like, this is awesome that it's going to all-star drivers, right? Because the outlaws always get paid. Like the all-star drivers need to be paid and they, and they all deserve it right now because they are entertaining. Yeah, no. And it takes, you know, it takes people, uh, you know, like that to come in and, and, and pump some life into some of these races. So it's, it's great that you've got people that are willing to do that, um, you know, and, and put on, put on big events like that. So it's, um, you know, that this, this race would be a, you know, great one to have on the calendar every year. So hopefully it can stick around. I missed it, but Shuhart won with the outlaws. I didn't even know that until now reading it at Bridgeport. Um, Courtney won at circle city Attica. Uh, let's see. David gravel won with the outlaws. And then we then went to Sharon and Dave Blaney. 1995 champion. He hasn't won a, a sprint car race, the World of Outlaws sprint car race since 1997. Dylan, I was five years old. Yeah, that was, uh, and that, I was going to give my hat shake to the to Dave. Just uh, not only because he not because he won, but just the fact that you know, think about how tough the Outlaws are right now, and you know they had a had a car that's completely different than everybody else's that they built. You know, at their you know garage shop. Um, and he won an outlaw race, you know, I mean, that's, that's crazy. That's something he probably never, ever thought was going to happen again. And to do it at his, you know, his home track at Sharon, um, you know, it just was so cool. And I loved the excitement and, you know, shock and victory lane and, and the, the fans going crazy and stuff like that just was a cool moment, uh, for sprint car racing. So that's, that's pretty awesome. That's the only person Sheldon wanted to get beat by. Like, you know, I mean, he, he would be fine beating, get beaten by shots and getting his 300 victory. Sure. Probably been fine with it, but to, to have a family friend in the Blaney's who had ran that track for, you know, his entire life and, and Jack raced there forever. I mean, that place erupted, was going to erupt when Sheldon won. I mean, that's, that's, that's Sheldon's background, you know, or, or, you know, his backyard, but it was going to erupt no matter what. It just hit a decibel that no that track has never heard before when Dave Blaney won that race. Well, and Sheldon deserves one too because of you know he had a potentially could have had two two wins you know this weekend and uh, you know got crashed the one night by a lap car and then you know at Sharon just made a small little mistake on the last lap and you know finished second. So uh, and he was you know as as grateful and and uh humble as ever in victory lane you know or you know on the podium you know interviews like on you know after sharon was uh you know could have been super super bummed and and i'm sure he was but you know handled it the right way and um you know just was a pro about it so uh you know tough weekend for him that you know he had two of those kind of slip through his fingers like that and and he was still um you know he still went about it the right way. So, you know, he deserves some recognition for that too. And he, he got it on, on social media, but you know, he, he deserves it again. For sure. Matt Weaver of flow racing has a phenomenal article right now on flowracing.com all about Dave Blaney's win. Also interviewed him. Go check it out. Um, other winners, buddy Kofoy continues to win. He won with the power. I national midget league. Uh, Rod Henning won an IRA sprint. Uh, that's a circle city actually. So circle city, Tyler Courtney won both of them. Uh, we're still on Friday. My hat shake is going here. 
Um, I sat in turn one of Limeland Motorsports Park. Yes, you heard it right. They actually opened their racetrack this year and actually are racing instead of raining out um, every single race. Um, the 360 NRA Sprint Invaders are racing, and actually there's some big, big 360 money. We need to buy you a 360, Dylan, and race that thing around here. They're about to race for twelve grand at Waynesfield next Saturday or next Sunday, actually. Um, but that has brought out a bunch of racers in this area, including Harley White, who won uh, at Limeland Motorsports Park. She actually kicked their ass. Um, and Randy Hannigan got out and said, we just got our ass kicked by a girl. <laughs> and Randy Hannigan has won like 60 features at Limeland or something. Like she literally took him to school in that uh, Ed Niemeister 11N at Limeland going through lap traffic. It was intense. So that's where my hat shake goes. Um, but it brought out like JJ Hickle and a few others who raced at Eldora the next night with the 360 race Sprint Invaders. I imagine they're all going to hang around and chase that big money. Yeah, you would think for 12 grand, that's not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, midgets, what, what do they pay? Three usually when you race or four or something? Yeah, not very much. Yeah, three to win most, three to win, yeah, three to win most USAC races. Paragon International. Uh, am I reading this right? Paragon International Justin Sanders won? Is that the same Justin Sanders winning out in California? I'm not sure. Might be. Non-wing sprint car 410 Justin Sanders won. So uh, he's just poaching wins at this point. I'm pretty sure he had like 13 going into that win. Uh, if that's him, it might be somebody different. I have no idea. Lance DeWeese finally got victory number, what is it, 100 at Williams Grove? 100. Yep. Congratulations, Lance DeWeese. That deserves a big Sun Dollar restoration hat shake of the week for sure. Hat shakes flying everywhere, D. Welch. Uh, I'm God, trying to see. The, the throttle. Here. The throttle. <laughs> the throttle. One power I wore sprint cars. Uh, Ryan Rule, Sprint Sun Dirt. Who cares? In Michigan. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Cap Henry, congratulations. That deserves a hat shake as well. Uh, he does have a handful of all star wins. But this time, not in Ohio at Fremont Erratica, comes at Gas City in Indiana. That, that was kind of a surprise to me, D. Welch. It was a hammer down Gas City, too, for you know a big part of the night. So um, that, was, that was good. It was a big win. Brian Brown won at Knoxville. Looks like he won two features at Knoxville. Logan CV won at Lincoln Park Speedway. And also, did you see that barn burner in the non-wing sprints at Kokomo between CV and Bochamp? Yeah, that was fun. People are complaining that Bochamp won that race uh, via photo, but uh, the scoring monitors said CV. Brody Roa won at Paris. Go watch the highlights of that. You'll thank me later. Uh, that was pretty drama-filled. Um, Justin Sanders, see, he won at Petaluma the next night. There's no way that's the next, That's the same Justin Sanders. No way, right? Yeah, it might be a different he, guy. Might be he a wins at Paragon and then wins in California the next I night? Say, first, I was going to say, Jetting across the country to run a local show at Paragon <laughs> would be pretty bold. <laughs> Anthony Macri won a ten grand win to race West Virginia Motor Speedway with the fast four. The fast four ten sprint cars are paying ten grand. Yeah, West. Yeah, West Virginia Motor. Why Speedway. are people it's racing the... midgets? <laughs> they're no, not seriously. really anymore. Yeah, they're not really anymore. <laughs> No, no, we love midget racing is the best form of racing there is in the entire world. Um, Ryan Marshall, congratulations on your wingless sprint car series win at Wilmot. Zebby wins at Kokomo on Sunday. So did CV, and that is about it. That's all I got. Do you? Well, if I forgot you, I'm sorry. 
but uh, you can go check out all the results wherever else you want to find them. All right. Congratulations to our Sun Dollar Restoration Hat Shakes of the Week. Again, Sun Dollar, um, they will fix any water, mold, fire, um, storm damage, restoration in the area in Indianapolis area and in the greater Indiana area. Based in Carmel, Indiana, hit them up. Um, they can sign you up with your insurance company to fix that for you for no charge. D. Welch, you want to talk to Sunshine? You ready to go? Yep, let's do it. Sunshine, Tyler Courtney on episode 37. He's next. This is the Loud Pedal Podcast on Flow Racing. Gentlemen, start your engine. The race cars too are historic. They are the ancestors of the current and Indianapolis car. As we get ready for exciting USAC dirt car racing. But we're not here for horses, we're here for horsepower. Episode 37 of the Loud Pedal Podcast. We are joined by Big Money Sunshine, Tyler Courtney, who has won four huge races in the past two weeks. Three of them all-star victories at the Flow Racing All-Stars. But uh, I know that you, you, we were just chatting before this. Uh, the bills keep coming in, but right now it seems like you got, you can't do no wrong. Yeah, no, it's been a great couple weeks, man, starting at, you know, Eldora with the, the non-wing win and then, you know, getting our first all-star win and then, you know, knocking off a couple couple more all-star wins this past weekend in Indiana. is it uh, It's pretty crazy, but um, I guess, uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess when you're hot, you're hot is, is the saying, I guess, and you just got to ride it out as long as you can. Can you explain like the feeling of, I mean, explain what the feeling was of getting a win with the wing on top after, uh, you know, after making the transition? Cause it's obviously there, it's obviously a big jump, you know, and there's a lot to learn and, and kind of understand. So what was that feeling like for you to, to check that off so early? Um, it kind of, you know, a feeling of relief so to say um that we 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 have made the right decision to to go this way and um you know it's a like you said it is a big jump you know we go from you know i'm I'm not big on bragging about myself but being at the top of our game in the the use usex side of things um and then you know take ourselves back to being rookies and at the the bottom of the of the barrel of of you know wing sprinkler racing and the all-stars so mm-hmm. you know to, to get that win and just kind of you know solidifies you know our, our jump to to go this direction and um uh, you know makes you makes you seem feel like it's worth it and you know at the same time makes you it makes you hungrier to go go for after go after uh, obviously um the start to your guys's winged 4a was quite successful very fast in your first year um then it looked like at the beginning of this year you guys were fast but um maybe you guys were just trying to figure some things out now it's just uh, it's time to win some races yeah yeah i think we, we, we've been fast you know ever since we you know we've started the wing car just uh, a lot of inexperience on my part and you know and on our part as a team at the same time and then you know at the beginning of this year um you know we were, we were fast out of the gate um still inexperienced on my part and then you know we're up front of these races you know we cut a tire a couple couple nights with the outlaws you know running up front and then 
you know, cut a couple tires running up front with the All-Stars. Just, uh, you know, being fast but having everything go your way is tough to happen sometimes. And just, uh, you know, we finally got, you know, stuff to start falling our way and, you know, having, you know, a little bit better luck. I feel like I don't know, I'm an advocate for you make your own luck. And, you know, a couple times, you know, it was me hitting the fence and, you know, cutting a tire. But um, that's just – that's how it goes. That's racing. It was easy. Everybody would do it. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we're finally, you know, starting to go – go the other direction like you said yeah it's it's time to start winning races and and showing what we can do as a, as a team and you know myself as a driver so it's uh, we're getting ready to start you know being super busy the next couple months and you know if you're going to start start winning races this is the time to do it how big has having jake argo turning the wrenches been for you guys just making this transition um it's been huge i think jake um is very underrated um, you know, even, even though he didn't have, you know, so to say so much wing experience, I think he's just been a guy that's, you know, kind of flown under the radar almost his whole career. I think you know, a lot of people, you know, didn't ever notice that, you know, he, he was a part of, you know, Josh Hodges winning his first USAC, uh, sprint car race and, um, things like that. He's a, you know, a, a product from California that, you know, started out at TSR and, you know, under Bubby Jones, um, that Bubby and Davey over there. And, and then, uh, you know, kind of branched on his own. And then he worked at CSI um, Shocks for, for six or seven years. And, you know, you know, I think Shocks in general are a very crucial part of, you know, a race car. And so I think having him come in with all the knowledge that he's he's gained over, you know, his last, you know, however many years he's been in racing is, you know, something that's been good for me. And he's very even keel. Um, he doesn't get excited about much, doesn't, you know, get too wound up and, I think as a leader of a team, you kind of need a guy like that that'll, you know, help help keep everybody going in the same direction and, you know, not get too excited about everything or not too angry. And um, so I think, yeah, it's it's been a, a big part of our success, I think, early on with the wing car. And, um, yeah, I'm excited to have him. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad he was underrated so we could, you know, go and grab him. And, you know, hopefully we get to keep him, you know, and start a relationship for, for many years. Yeah, the team's interesting. That's a good point, Dylan, to bring up, Jake, because he's uh, been really good this year. Uh, we learned a little bit about him in the crew diaries that you guys did um, at Attica. Um, also, Balin McGinnis, who is what? Is he 15 years old, Sunshine? How old he is just, he? just uh, turned 15. So Thursday, Thursday was his 15th birthday. 15 his, years so parents, old, this kid. He's not even old enough to drive himself to the shop. His He lives in down in Martinsville, which is about an hour from the shop. So... His parents or his sister drive him up here an hour in the morning, and then they drive back an hour to go to work, and then they drive back an hour to pick him up from work, and then you know back home an hour. So they do four hours, you know, round round trip, just to, just to bring Balin to work, and uh, it's pretty pretty cool to you know have a kid like that. It kind of reminds me a little bit of myself. Just didn't know a whole lot coming into it, and uh, just wanted to work, and uh, you know we kind of threw him to the wolves this year. We couldn't couldn't find a, you know, a guy to, to come in and be the tire guy. So we just uh, made him, uh, we promoted him without him really knowing he's going to get promoted. And uh, he's taken it uh, awesome. He's been uh, a huge, huge part of our success over the past few weeks and, you know, really the last, uh, you know, few months. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say is it sounds exactly like you when you when you were yeah. working for BCI, not not quite as much of a of a drive every morning and night, but, you know, certainly yeah. similar situation. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I don't I don't he, he used to race a little bit, but I don't I don't think he wants to become a race car driver. So hopefully we can, you know, turn him into, uh, 
you know, one of the next guys, one of the next Jakes or something like that. But he's, uh, it's cool. It's cool to see him. Uh, he was a, a shy little kid when he showed up and we finally getting him to come out of his box a little bit. And it's cool to see a kid like that, you know, just kind of spread his wings a little bit and get more comfortable with, uh, you know, with us and, and himself at the same time. It's uh, been an awesome experience to, to be a part of, you know, him, uh, growing up. Could be the next, uh, you know, next Rizzy. I know Sam McGee was working with Mike yeah. Dutcher when, uh, when those guys were winning a lot of races, he was about the same age. So, and look at Sam McGee now has a really successful uh, all-star team yeah, he's running himself. Absolutely. So, um, the other kid you have on your team, he's in school, um, but I think he works on airplanes, doesn't he? Yeah. So, yeah. So Luke, he, he came, he started with us last, um, his first weekend was our first race at Port City, which I believe was the first race after the, the pan or after, not, it was during the pandemic, but the first race after everybody got everything figured out to go racing again. And, uh, but yeah, he, he, so he's got, you know, a couple more classes to finish up, but he technically did graduate, you know, a couple weeks ago. Um, uh, but yeah, he goes to school for, um, something on planes. I, he, he speaks and it, all that, all those words kind of go over my head, but, um, he's a, he's a, been a great addition to our team too. Uh, another kid that kind of came in with, you know, just a little bit of experience, you know, working on his own cars and, and other guys' cars, but, you know, was able to come in and, you know, learn right away and, and learn fast. And, uh, it's been, you know, so we kind of, our, our whole team's pretty, pretty new to racing, except for really me and me and Jake on that, on the wing side of things. And, uh, but it, it's been nice to, you know, kind of just teach them the way we do things. And, um, it's worked out really well. Is it weird to you to think about, and I know you're not necessarily a veteran of a wing sprint car, but you're, you're a veteran of sprint car racing by this time, but is it weird for you to think that, you know, you kind of came onto the scene like 10 years ago and it's already been, you know, it's already been a decade early since you kind of like started coming around. Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. It's like, I, I don't, I don't ever think about it till, you know, honestly, until a guy like Zeb does the things that he does. And I start thinking about, well, he's only 18 and I'm 27 and I've, been, I've been racing in general longer than he's been alive. So, and then, you know, thinking about like, a lot of things you forget about, like we started, this is our fifth year with CMR and it seems like we just started it yesterday. And, um, you know, and then we start talking about stories, you know, when I worked at, at with BCI and Tim and them, and you start thinking about when that was, and it was 10 years ago. And it's just, uh, crazy to think that, that, that it, it is, you know, time flies when you're having fun. And I think, you know, I've, I've had a blast the last 10 years of my life and, you know, hopefully for, you know, the next next 10 years is going to be even more fun. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it looked like uh, you walking up to Zeb and, and congratulating him with the win. There was, it was a little waterworks there. I mean, that was a pretty emotional win for you too, wasn't it? Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I've never really been a crier in those situations, but Zeb, Zeb was definitely, he was showing emotion and you know, his Wayne and his dad and, and mom were, and I, I just went up to him and you know, he's, he's, he's got some tears and I said, Hey buddy, you're, you're allowed to cry for this one. It's, it's, it's all good. And, uh, it was just cool to see, you know, a kid that appreciates it that much, you know, just understands, you know, how, what he just did is a, is a big deal. And, you know, that's one of the reasons I, I love Zeb and love working with Zeb. And, uh, it's just cool, you know, a kid that, you know, puts his heart and his soul into racing and, you know, get rewarded in a, on a big stage like that is, uh, you know, everything that, that, you know, me as, you know, so to say a mentor of him could ever want. And, uh, just, uh, yeah, I was, you know, obviously you always want to win the race, but, um, I was just as happy to, to see him win, um, as, as anybody.
we've talked a lot on this show about obviously the all-stars and just kind of the strength of the field and everything this year, but it's kind of an interesting mix. You know, you've got, you've got guys who have raced wing cars for a long time. You've got guys, you know, like you who, you know, have raced sprint cars for a long time and, and, you know, are making the, the jump. And then you've got guys like Zeb who are, you know, youngsters that are coming up that just haven't raced a ton in general um, so what's it like every night when you, when you guys are, you know, racing against those guys, I mean, what kind of challenge does it present just with that kind of a, a depth of field? Uh, it's tough. I mean, I think the all-stars, you know, I think we kind of fly under the radar a little bit as, uh, you know, since we're not the outlaws, but I think, you know, we've got guys that have won outlaw races, been on the outlaw tour. Um, and then, yeah, you've got Zeb, you got Justin, um, you got, you got a bunch of guys that, and, and then, you know, Kyle is a kid that, you know, just got his chance to, you know, go full-time racing. Kyle Reinhardt, um, a guy that, you know, just finally getting to show what he can do on a, on a national stage. And uh, yeah, I think that the competition level right now, you know, not only just in racing, uh, but with the All-Stars is, is you know, at, at probably the highest level that, you know, it's been in a long time. And it's cool to be a part of it, but it, it doesn't make it easy, that's for sure. Um, you know, the, the guys we have every night, can can our full-time guys each one of those guys could win each night and uh that's what makes it tough so you got to be on your game every night now uh you know zeb obviously we saw what me winning my first race can do so zeb's obviously gonna he's got that first one out of the way he's gonna be tough because uh, everything's gonna start clicking with him and then yeah it's uh it's tough but that's that's what race that's why we race because if it was easy everybody would do it and uh racing is you you always want to beat the best so if everybody's at the top of their game and you're winning you know you're doing something special yeah and we know we know for a fact that all of you guys want to go outlaw racing you know that's where the best of the best in the entire world you know brad sweet one of the greatest race car drivers in the entire world is that and you guys want to go beat him Uh, however 26 grand in your back doesn't feel bad i mean racing for that money and and i mean there's some huge races on the all-star schedule right now yeah, and you know it's it's thanks to people like Kevin Redeen and his foundation with with uh, with the Race Redeen Foundation and you know guys like him that you know step up and make races like that um, make it it's just awesome. You know to get, the fact to get to race for that kind of money, um, especially at Kokomo, was a, a really cool opportunity for a person like me. And yeah, we didn't win, but we had the opportunity to. So yeah, and then you know this weekend's the Wiker the Wiker at, at Port Royal for twenty nine thousand and. Um, you know, obviously their, their family and everything is doing everything they can to, to honor a, a great car owner from, from up there. And, uh, they got a really cool trophy that, that I want to take home at the same time. Looking back at Kokomo real quick, obviously you've had a lot of success there in the non-wing stuff. What makes it challenging in a wing car? What's the toughest part about getting around there in a wing car? We lose you. Um, you good? Just have to. Run can you hear me? Oh, no! Yeah, we got you. Were you froze? You froze there for a second. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead again. Uh, but yeah, it's, honestly, I race it the same way as I do the non-wing car in a lot of ways, but it's just happening in a, a lot faster. So getting used to doing that at a, a faster rate um, is, is a little bit tough. But I think obviously you go to a place like that, you know, a person like me or, or Zeb, and you know Brady was up there. We we know that track kind of like the back of our hand. And I think that plays into the to, to 
to a factor. Um, you know, I think so. Most of those guys showed their hands up front. You know, just knowing you know when to go to the top, when to go to the bottom, and and how to run the bottom and how to run the top there. So uh, honestly, it's not a whole lot different except for you're doing it about you know a second and a half, two seconds faster. Obviously, most of us, you know, all three of us know that uh, the non-wing series based in Indianapolis is USAC, but it's also a national series. But right now, the All-Stars are based in Indianapolis, and two kids just stole three wins in Indianapolis that were born, raised in Indiana. Ohio uh, base Cap Henry won a race. I mean, the Midwest uh, All-Stars are pretty strong right now. I, I think, uh, yeah, I think, you know... We, as as an Indiana guy, we, we claim the, the best sprint car driver to, to ever race, Steve Kinzer, and, and I think obviously this is non-wing country over here, and but I think obviously we, we showed this weekend that we, we got a couple other good kids that, from Indiana that can drive wing cars too. Absolutely. When is your next non-wing race? What's your what's your guys' plans? Um, I think if there is one, it would be Four Crown. Um, I, I know Cole is going to run our non-wing car at Terre Haute on Wednesday. Um, and so we, we share that car. So the car that Cole's been running, I ran it at, at Eldora. And then now it's back to his car and he'll run Terre Haute. And um, I think they're planning on doing sprint week and things like that. Um, but I don't think my next non-wing race would be, you know, until, until uh, uh, Fort Crown. Cool. Well, thanks for coming on the too show. Too busy. We, we, got, we got too many races on the All-Star deal to do any non-wing racing. <laughs> Yeah, when yeah. Race for well, it's, you know, it's, it's originally a non—it's originally a non-wing podcast, so we got to talk a little bit of non-wing stuff. Yeah, no, I, I get it. So, no, I'll, uh, I'm running the Silver Crown car on Thursday. So, oh, sick. So, yeah. Yep, we'll I forgot about that. We'll be there as well. Appreciate you coming on, Sunshine. Cool. Good to talk to you. Yeah. Thank the you. Next, guys. the next crew diary uh, chasing the challenge with. Tyler Courtney will be shot during Ohio Sprint Week, and it'll come out after that. So we, we look forward to that, and uh, we appreciate the time. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you.